Hello and welcome to the Hard Talk Podcast. Are you an addict, abuse victim, broken-hearted, or you just want to find your purpose in God? Well, this is for you. Tell me your story. Show me your Join us each week as we share insightful biblical teaching, personal experiences, and interviews with people who have been there to encourage you on your path to healing. We promise you won't remain the same. And now, here's your host, Gloria. Thank you so much for being our esteemed follower. You keep um, listening into this podcast, and uh, it's always a joy. Thank you. Uh, if you don't listen to part one of this story, um, I'm going to request that you first listen because. Uh, we are going to just keep on with uh, the story we had last week. That is uh, Jackie's story. We ended at a place where Jackie was telling us about how the baby daddy, first of all, after not being responsible for the child, he comes in after the child is buried and then he rapes her and she has found that she's pregnant and the doctor says you cannot carry the baby. So Jackie's here yet. <laughs> Jackie, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so let us quickly dive into the story. At a place where uh, you go and you realize you've conceived, um, doctor says you can't carry the baby. What next? I am <clears throat> told I have to have an abortion, something I had always been against. My father had always been against. I just knew I could not tell my dad. Mm because it was going to be devastating on our ends, both ends. So I secretly go and see this doctor that they had recommended, get the operation done, and go home. Meanwhile, I have to call my dad to pick me up because I can't mm. leave. And they tell him that the scar had an issue that they had to deal with. Mm. So... I am practically going home like I just come out of hospital the second time. I go home and I'm nursed again the second time. This mm -hmm. time for an abortion because I couldn't carry the baby. It was a forced abortion. You yes. had to do it. Yes. It was healthy for you to do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Medically. Medically, yeah. Required, requested abortion. Mm -hmm. So... I move on from there. My, like I told you earlier, my dad eventually lets me know about his situation in December mm. and he passes away in March. And, um, yeah, from. So if I'm to get it, the first baby dies, mm. uh, dad is there to bury. Mm. Then the second baby dies, mm. still buried, and now dad is dead. Dad is dead. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. Mm. So after that, I, looked for God, I tried to get in touch with my friend who used to pray while we were still drinking. I was about to ask where <laughs> did your mind think of God at this time? Were you bitter at him? I, yeah. I was very bitter. Mm. I was very bitter. I remember one night when I was drinking because after losing the, the, the baby mm. that I had carried for nine months and then the, the, the rape comes in and I'm forced to abort the one that I had now carried, the second one. I was very bitter with God, uh, to the point where I took on drinking as my solace. Mm. 
to heal me, to keep me from going maybe crazy or something. Mm. I would drink even at work. I would take bottles. I'd carry juice. I would mix alcohol. Spirits like um, you know of those kind of spirits, Uganda Waraji with with uh, juice, mm. and carry it in a juice bottle. And everybody sees juice, <laughs> and yet it is alcohol. Right. <laughs> yes. Mm. And I would be high at work, high at home, high in the taxi. It was too much. So one night I I host a few friends at home to drink, and while we were at it, a conversation comes about about God and all, mm. and I was so bitter with God that I told them we cannot discuss God in my home. We take it outside the compound. He's not worthy. So you, you just even him being talked about in your home. Yes, mm. I was that bitter with God and. They were all shocked. Mm. Like, how can you say that about God? Yes, we are all mm. drinking, but we know God is good. Mm. I was like, I don't care. Mm. Outside. Mm. And we all moved outside to the compound. Mm. I told him, when you get done talking about God, mm. you can come back in. And continue yeah. the party. Yes. Mm. And they were not, they were not amused. Mm. But they understood that it was from what I had gone through that I was reacting this way. And I hope God understood because mm. it was offensive. Mm. <laughs> it mm. was very offensive. If God was a person at that particular moment, I think he'd just have slapped me maybe. Mm. But I thank I thank God that He is merciful. Yeah. He is. He is merciful. Because mm. even after that I that night actually, shockingly, I remember that night actually after my friends left, mm. I go to sleep and I couldn't feel my lower legs. Mm. That is how I came to God. Okay. Now in the night I woke up to pee. Mm. After everybody has drunk their liquor and those who are hanging over, hang over. Mm. Those who have left have left. Those who are blacked out in the sitting room are there. I'm in my bedroom, locked in, because I didn't want any other scenario of being mm. raped yeah. going on. So I was mm. locked in my bedroom. And I woke up to pee. And I, I just fall on my knees. The way you get out of your bed and put your legs down on the carpet mm. first. I did that. And to stand up, I just land on my knees. Okay. And I couldn't feel my legs from my hip area mm. to my toes. I couldn't feel it. And when I touched... I was very cold, ice cold. So I am like, what is happening? Mm. What's wrong with me? What's going on? And then I remembered a friend of mine who had told me that when people are drinking so much, they tend to have alcoholic strokes. Okay. There's something called an alcoholic stroke. So in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I'm getting one. Mm. What happens? Now, while I was in that state of wondering what am I going to do for myself, I begin to feel like there's a lot of wind going around my house. Mm. And I'm like, it can't be raining. So I peep to see and there's no rain, there's no wind. The, because at the back of my house there's a tree, an avocado mm. tree. And if there was wind, it would be shaking. Mm. It wasn't shaking. It was as still as still can be. Mm. 
So I was thinking, what is going on? And then I think I had a vision or something, but I saw the ugliest thing at my window. Mm. And I was scared. I jacked and came off the window. I was like, what was that? So while I was asking what was that, meanwhile I'm asking inside me, mm. what is that? I, I hear a, a thought mm. telling me you have to make a decision now. Mm. You don't have time to waste. You don't have anything. Mm. It is now. So I'm thinking what decision is that that I'm supposed to be making? Mm. And... I think God lifted me out of where I was because I could see the roof of my home. Okay. With something that looked like a doom, like you, like you, the way you'd get a saucer mm. and put it invertedly upside, upside down, upside down mm. on my house, and it was so bright that there were certain things going around that saucer, that thing mm. that looked like a saucer. And I asked, I inwardly asked, what is that going around my house? Mm. And the thought told me, it, you have to make a choice. Those are from hell. Mm. You have to decide they have come to take you or I protect you. Mm. But I can't do it without your consent. Mm. So you have to decide now, who are you giving authority? Mm. So I just go back inside me and I'm like, God help me. And I black out. And I don't remember anything else from there. In the morning I wake up, someone was banging at my door. Hmm. Jackie, wake up, wake up, wake up. What, are you okay? Are you fine? We can't see that you fell off the bed in that, like, I think they had gone to the window and the part that I had opened, in the middle of the night before I pulled back was still open so they could see me as not in my bed as on the carpet down mm. so they were thinking maybe I had died or blacked out or something mm. so it's the others banging my door trying to get a carpenter to come and open the door mm. when I woke up that is I found them they're asking me what happened what's wrong with you why did you fall off the bed and I told him, I don't know what happened, but I'm not even hungover. Mm. I was feeling fresh, like, mm. you know how you take a warm shower mm. and you're feeling, yes, mm. Mm. that was the feeling I had at that moment. And I told them, you know what, you guys, I'm fine, clear out, I'll call you guys later. So they all leave because I had not made breakfast or anything. I clean my house. Something I didn't expect because most of the times I was hungover from drinking throughout the week, day and night. I cleaned my house, played gospel music, started downloading it from YouTube, mm. playing it off YouTube. And that was it. That is, I was feeling like I need this. It was like my new addiction, like whoosh. <laughs> I need to get some more of this. What is it? Where do mm. I get it? So I wanted to maintain that. Mm. And I thank God that that days when I wake up still with that feeling mm. of freshness that I, I know 
it is not about me it's not from me it's not from what i have it's not from what i have received but it's from god and god alone so you so god met you yes. in his great mercy wow yes. wow so what is with your life now my life now yes um in 20 after all that yes i i focused on god and living my life for him thick or thin blue black yellow green i didn't care mm. it was about god and god alone and i took 2014 off just to focus Mm. Where does God want me to be? What am I supposed to be doing for God? Because now it felt it shifted from why am I here? Why is this happening to me? Why am I still here on earth alone when I've lost everybody? Mm. To what does God want me to do? What is it about that mm. God wants me to do? Mm. So with that I took off 2014 and part of 2015 while I was going to work one of those days before I quit my job I met a gentleman in a taxi mm. I had been praying to God mm. to give me a husband not a boyfriend not a friend not a father to my children a husband mm. <laughs> after his own heart mm. and he had been faithful enough that whenever I got people who wanted to date me I would ask and you'd clearly tell me no. Mm. I'll let you know when the right one comes. Mm. And I'd patiently tell them, you know, I'm not ready to date. I'm still mm. getting over certain things which they didn't understand, but hey, if I do not accept to be in a relationship with you, I don't think it can be a forced mm. thing. So, they'd let go and that time was very refreshing i got to learn about god and all mm. then when i met this gentleman wait you had um had you confessed christ yet now okay. yes mm. i had confessed christ because after that scenario that is when i went to 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 the church mm. that my friend had um led me to yes yes mm. and while there i confessed christ got counseling and started attending that church regularly okay yes Amen. so yeah going back to meeting the gentleman yes i met the gentleman in a taxi and he asked to be my friend actually my bag was torn mm. and some of my things were popping like peeping mm. so he tells me your bag has a hole on it So I thought he was talking to somebody next to me. Mm. And he's like, "No, I'm talking to you." He pointed at me and I was like, "Me, okay." Because he's good looking and <laughs> <laughs> and she shies away. Yes. <laughs> so, um I'm like, "Okay." I check it and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I'll get it fixed when I get to town." Then he asks for my name and then we start chatting because I was reading a book about God mm. by Max Lu Lucado. Okay. And he was interested. Mm. So I asked him for his name and his name is a Muslim name and I'm mm. like, "Oh." In my head I was thinking, "Ha, huh, Muslim." <laughs> 
clearly a distraction. It is not from God. <laughs> yes. So he he looks at me and is like, no, I'm born again. It's just the name. My dad gave it to me, but my mom and my father separated and we moved to Kampala and then he started narrating his story to me. Mm. But I still didn't believe him. Mm. So what I asked him to do was to as I asked him to like invite me to his church where he prays from. Mm. And we see if it is true that he's born again and not Muslim. Mm. And he was kind enough to invite me to Gaba Community Church. Mm. And I went one Sunday and I found him there. And the church people knew him. Mm. It's like, okay, it's not a bad idea, but we need to confirm this mm. thing. So one, after the church service, I met uh, his spiritual dad talk to a few of his friends. So we go for lunch. While at lunch, I ask him to pray for the food. Mm. And All this in uh, confirmations. Mm. <laughs> yes. And he prays normal prayer like everybody would. And I'm like, eh, okay, maybe we can see how this goes. And fortunately, or oh, unfortunately, we crossed the line. Mm. Yes, and I conceived before we got married. Well, Jackie, I must say that that was really unfortunate because um, it goes against what God would have required. I think you should have waited a little longer until you got married to him because both of you were born again. Okay, go on. Um, but God was faithful enough. That is also another miracle on its own. It's, it's um, ah. Uh, how can I say it? I used to, after leaving my job in Kampala, mm. I went to my dad's school in Toro and to mm. take it on and fully work there. Mm. But when I was going to do that, I discovered I was pregnant. Mm. This time for this Muslim friend of mine, because we're not yet engaged, nor are we married. Mm. And when I told him, he was excited. I was like, huh? There are people who can get excited over pregnancies <laughs> that are not <laughs> that are not in 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 marriage yet, mm. as as impressed as, yeah. And then he was so caring, so kind, so patient, and it didn't. When I looked at it, I was thinking like, isn't this one just playing with me? Mm. So eventually, with time, I took time to actually go to Antinento mm. because it, I went for my first Antinento when I was five months pregnant. I was scared mm. from my previous experience and all. I was scared. Mm. But I got there and everything was okay. Baby was fine. Baby was fine and were doing well, conceived and gave birth to a baby boy. Mm. I was so scared, but I am thankful to God that I went through the whole pregnancy, the whole process of giving birth very well, and I didn't have any complications. We were all okay. The baby was fine, mm. and I just want to thank God from there. Amen. Amen. So... 
now you have someone responsible at least to uh, have a be a father and you now have a baby so you're no longer alone in this world yeah. and then you are born again yeah. wow amazing yes yes i do i have um a son he's isaiah i have a husband now we got married in uh 2017. I was about to ask about the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. We finally got married. And um yes, it was not easy because many people didn't expect it to work out. Mm. Many people didn't think it was worth oh, I was worth being with him. So, okay. Sorry, my emotions usually come out. Do they know you that much to know that you're not worth? And then are they in church? Are they are they just people outside? They are in church. And no, they do not know me that well. But mm. people are people. Mm. They always have their opinions of everything. How, mm. we, how you should dress, how you should look, how you should think. Mm. And if it's not going the way they expect you to be thinking or doing, mm. it sometimes gets out in words mm. and sometimes those words you hear you get to know and you're like wow but god is good i after my marriage my wedding uh my husband was not faithful wow now <laughs> you know at that place where you are thinking okay now the story is getting better god has really been good at this faith so now the husband is unfaithful this needs another part <laughs> wow 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 jackie jackie i don't know your story is there's a lot to learn from and i know that there is a god working still through this story so we are going to have to come back with a part three next week yeah. in regards to your husband becoming unfaithful yeah. even after this. So let me take this time to first pray yes. because as we, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for, for your goodness, your mercy and your faithfulness. Even as you have carried Jackie through all that, um, her story from the time she was with her family to the time they were no more and to the time that she gets to know you. Father, surely you are faithful, you are full of grace and you are loving. We pray for the people that are listening in right now, Lord, and they are, they, they can resonate with Jackie. They, they are familiar with her story. They are also going through the same. Father, we pray that as she keeps testifying, you reach out to them. May you mend the hearts of those that are broken. May you restore them to, to, to wholeness and love, O oh Lord, to the glory of your holy name. We bless you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. A special thanks to our first time listeners. We hope you liked it. If you'd like to speak to any of us, please contact her talk on 0703 or email us on info at .org. You can also visit our Facebook page at Fine Pulse Church. We can't wait to hear from you. Remember, God loves you. You are not alone. Until next time, goodbye.